Greg, you are a criminal defense attorney and a large portion of your practice is defending students who have been accused of sexual assaults at Title IX hearings on colleges and university campuses. Tell me a little about uh, how you got involved in that and what you do for people. So became involved in handling these cases because they are very similar to criminal defense cases. Um, it is essentially a charge that is placed upon a student by a university as opposed to the police making an arrest. The investigation is somewhat similar that we uh, do when we represent an individual, essentially someone who's charged with a student conduct violation or a Title IX case. They're looking at different consequences than they would be if they were arrested. They're not facing jail time or probation or criminal conviction. Um, they're looking at suspension, expulsion, probation from the university. Um, so it's very similar. The consequences can be just as significant. It's also not uncommon for Title IX cases to be tagged along with a criminal case. It is possible for criminal charges to be filed along with a Title IX violation so that the individual would have both criminal charges and Title IX violations at the same time. Uh, so we have a, a student who we represented here with us today. We're going to leave him nameless uh, for the purpose of being able to share this with other people. We want to protect your identity, of course. But tell us about your just general experience being a, a accused student. Yeah. Uh, so the day I found out when this happened, um, I was in shock because I know I didn't do such a thing. Um, and I was in panic. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know if I should tell my parents. I told a few of my friends, um, and my friends recommended me to seek help immediately. And um, so I looked online, and I looked up all the lawyers in the area. I went on Reddit to see what is there can do to help me as someone who is accused of such serious allegation um, to be protected from the school. Um, and to accusing party because uh, through what I've read from online resources, I've known that these hearings tend to be not fair and ends up on the accusing party's favor. So I know I need to seek someone's help. And I looked up all the um, lawyers in the area, all the attorneys, um, people who have experience dealing with Title IX cases, and King Law popped up on my front page. And um, so I had the courage to give them a call because I know I needed help at that moment. I was very desperate and what I was putting a very difficult spot because I know I didn't do this. So I gave um, King Law a call. Um, I ended up scheduling a consultation with Greg and Greg explained the whole process to me and I was able to um, feel ready getting prepared for the interview uh, before I go in. How, so just being notified of these allegations against you, mm -hmm. how were you notified? Walk us through kind of what that experience was like. How were you notified and, and what did you do right away? Absolutely. Um, so it was an afternoon. I was just hanging out with my friends um, and I just checked the email on my phone and it popped up as uh, you got an important message from the Title IX office. Um, I was kind of shocked. I didn't know what it was about. So I opened the message um, and it says I was accused for doing something to somebody unconsensually. Um, 
And at that moment, I was with my friends. I was we're, we're drinking coffee. We're hanging out together. I saw that message. I didn't know what to do. I kind of panicked, so I just left the room quickly. And afterwards, I got a phone call from the Title IX office, and um, they said, "Hey, you should get ready." Uh, email us as a time you're available so we can go in for an interview um, to talk about what the allegation is about. And I've heard people previously haven't been accused of such um, allegations before. I know it's something very serious. I know people get kicked out of school and getting expelled for it. Um, I've worked hard my entire life to get to my to get to where I am um, in college. I've done all the right things. I've never been um, accused of such heinous allegations, so I was extremely nervous. So, give us a little bit of your background. How did you end up in college? You know, tell us about your education at this point and what you're hoping to do in the future. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm an immigrant from out of the country. Um, and I moved to the U.S. when I was 12 years old. Um, I did I did really well in high school. Got into a pretty good school. A, up here in the state of New York, and um, I'm a biology major with a minor in chemistry. I do research in um, chemistry, and I've, I'm a junior in college, um, a bio major, and I've been a good student basically my entire life. I have a good GPA. I'm looking forward to going into medical school to become a physician, and yeah. So Greg, you, you get a call like you've received many times, Title IX allegation, allegation of uh, sexual misconduct, sexual assault, non-consensual uh, sexual contact, whether it's criminal, and in this case it's a Title IX case, person comes in for a consultation. What, what are you hoping to accomplish in that initial consultation? Yeah, so I'm always relieved when somebody calls me before they conduct the interview with the college. I have gotten... Numerous calls from individuals uh, when it's too late, for lack of a better phrase. Um, we've handled calls from individuals who have said that, you know, my, my son or daughter had a Title IX investigation. They were told it was no big deal. Well, last Friday they got an email indicating that they've been expelled and they have 60 minutes to get out of their dormitory and they can't come back to school. And I could only imagine the emotions of the, the parents when that happens, let alone the student. So it's always uh, beneficial to get involved as soon as possible so that I can do all those things that we talked about. Have a consultation, learn about your your client, learn about the case, conduct our own investigation so that when we go to meet with the college to perform the initial interview, that we are fully prepared. Um, these interviews that take place at the beginning of the case are extremely important because what happens when you get interviewed by the college, it gets documented into a report. That report ultimately goes with you during the whole entire case. And more likely than not, the, the documentation from that first interview will be what the hearing board considers when they're determining whether or not um, you are responsible for the allegations. So it's really important to have an advisor or an attorney with you during that initial interview so that you're prepared. So the people who are listening to this presumably are uh, students and, and potentially advisors, the advisors um, at 
colleges who aren't lawyers, but they're trying to help people who are accused or they're trying to help um, complainants. You, know, you say you do your own investigation. What does an investigation look like for us? It can range from something as simple as speaking to witnesses um, that were also there that may have observed an individual's condition or interactions between the two individuals, both before, during, and after the allegations. Um, and it can get a little bit more complex than that. We can search for video from different establishments that the individuals may have been at. We can search social media records, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all the pictures that were posted. They all tell a story. Um, what a person says happened is part of the story, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Um, just because somebody says something doesn't mean that it is true. Um, so you look for all of the other evidence that tells the whole story of, of what happened or didn't happen. Um, I mean, we've done some pretty unique things in these cases. Um, we've talked about it before on here, easy pass records, school records, dimensions of rooms that individuals are in, video, pictures, social media. Um, really, there is no boundaries to performing an investigation. And anything that we can discover that leads us to the truth of what happened is what we are seeking. So I know we talked before we came on about consistency. And I know in your case, mm -hmm. consistency of the statement and the evidence of the complaining witness. And what I mean by that is, uh, I'm trying not to use specific names and, mm -hmm. and, and schools and all that stuff, but you have a complaint and you have evidence, whether it be physical evidence or photographs, all the stuff Greg's talking about, and they should match up with each other. Absolutely. If, and in your case, that wasn't the case. Is that fair to say? Yes, that is true. Um, yeah, so, so tell us a little, just generically about your experience, you know, really trying to prove yourself innocent and you know greg was involved in that but you were really involved in your case as well how did you and greg work together to really prove your innocence and and talk about maybe the consistency between the allegation and what the proof showed yeah absolutely so after my initial consult was uh greg um i retained him and i went into the office and we spoke um greg asked me a bunch of questions i told him what happened i told him my side of the story and how everything happened. He asked a question to fill in the stories and everything lined up. We went for the interview. The interview went great. And I got the statement from the accusing party and all their statement, the messages they submitted. And it does not match up with the text messages, with the photos that was taken, or was there even their own witnesses' testimony. None of it matched up. The, her story does not make any sense. And me and Greg were able to work together. We're able to take our time to go through the entire 90-page report, finding all the inconsistencies, everything that doesn't match up, whether it was common sense or just was um, facts that just does not match up. And we're able to point everything out um, to build our case because there's a lot of things that just does not make sense with her side of the story. And that's how we're able to win my side of the case, because what she's saying does not match up with her own witnesses testimony does not match up with the text messages does not match up with the pictures, nor does it match up with anything there. 
Common sense. Mm-hmm. Common sense, yeah. Greg, do you want to maybe give a couple examples of either in this case or other cases, really, really concrete examples of where you were able to look at the complainant statement and then use the evidence to really contradict uh, something? In- yeah, aside, aside from this case, I can you know tell you, generally speaking, when you look at somebody's statement that they make to the college when they're accusing somebody of doing something, you would assume that their statement would match up with what other people say, with what the direct proof says. Um, So when something doesn't add up, um, there's usually a problem with it. Um, We've had a case where we have had um, photographs of individuals. Um, One of the things that we like to do is look at what happened, not during the allegations, not what they're saying happened at the time of the allegations, but what happened before those allegations, what happened after. Does what the individual is saying add up with what happened before? Did the person's actions after line up with what they're accusing the person of doing? It is true that people in these situations, they react differently. I think we can all agree when somebody uh, witnesses something or has something happen to them that is meaningful, um, traumatic, important, um, everybody acts differently. Their reactions may not be the same. So there's no cookie-cutter example of what a person is supposed to do uh, if they are sexually assaulted, which does happen. Um, But I think we can all agree, use our common sense, that there are certain behaviors of individuals um, who have had this happen or not happen. Their behavior just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Um, It defies common sense and logic that somebody who had had something happen to them behaves in such a way after. So, A little more specific, maybe. What What do you mean? Well... If somebody says that they have been sexually assaulted on a particular date, what I like to do with my clients is say, okay, when did your interactions with this person begin? Did you know them before this date or did you just meet them that day? Um, Had you been friends before? Had you been dating before? How did you guys interact? Show me your text messages the week leading up to this incident. And then ask them, okay, so what about after? When did you guys communicate after? Um, did you guys communicate by text, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook? Did you take photographs? Would anyone have seen you together after? And you go talk to the witnesses. Okay, you involved uh, or, or witnessed, you know, John and Jane on Tuesday. Can you tell me what you observed about John and Jane's interactions? And we talked to witnesses. What did their interactions look like? Does it make sense? So... Tell us more about your your experience with the whole process. What um, you know, there was an allegation. You met with Greg. You started preparing for an interview. What happened after that? So after the interview, um, we were able to kind of uh, go through everything that was derived from the interview. Her statement, our statement. Uh, we're able to. Um, speak to the witnesses, um, find out what the witnesses said, picked out their inconsistencies, and Greg also offered to um, 
get private investigator involved and have them to go talk to a few of the witnesses to gather their statements to whether to whether what they observed line up was the accusing party's story, um, which it clearly did not after um, we go through with all the witness reports. So Greg, little side tangent, but when do you decide to use a private investigator and what is a private investigator? What is it and what do you use them for? So anytime there's a Title IX investigation, there's going to be a Title IX investigator. And that investigator is going to reach out to all of the individuals who have been identified as witnesses. Um, sometimes there's a concern that the investigator who reaches out to those uh, individuals may not have gotten the whole story or um, maybe they weren't able to get in touch with the person for one reason or another. Um, it's never a good idea for the accused to be going out and you know taking his own statements from the witnesses and interviewing people and asking them what they heard and what they saw. Um, always better to have an unbiased, neutral individual um, meet with the person, most importantly, a trained investigator, a private investigator who uh, is, is professionally trained on how to interview witnesses. Generally, we're using retired police officers Correct. who are yep. trained in sexual assault. They've locked up plenty of bad guys. They're there to try to find the facts and evidence, right? We, we use retired police officers who have spent their career talking to people. These investigators generally know probably within the first minute whether someone's telling them the truth or not. That's just the reality. They've spoken to so many people, um, you can't fool them for the most part. So we send out a trained investigator to, to talk to these people to ask the right questions because a lot of times you can you can talk to an individual, but if you're not asking the right questions, you're not going to get ultimately what you need to get to the truth. So um, we hire a trained investigator to go down, meet with the individuals, take statements if appropriate. Um, and that way, if we ever need those statements at the hearing, we have a neutral, unbiased uh, individual who can come and give testimony about what somebody else told them. So you start preparing for the hearing. Mm -hmm. Just walk us through kind of that, that um, as you prepare and as you lead up to the hearing, what's going through your mind, how do you feel, and, and what's your experience? 